Welcome to Tax Today, a Vertex podcast series. Words of wisdom from industry professionals to help you transform tax. Each week, we hold enlightening discussions with tax, IT, and procurement specialists focused on shaping tax in the procure-to-pay process. Hi, I'm Kristen Schwabenbauer. Welcome to Tax Today, a Vertex podcast series. On today's episode, we'll be exploring key finance considerations when deploying a tax solution for your procurement system. And our guest will be Les Jackson from Deloitte. Les offers his clients more than 20 years experience dedicated to sales and use tax, value-added tax, and global tax transformation. He's a leading authority in indirect tax automation, including SAP ERP, SAP Ariba, and he specializes in enabling tax automation via native tax table functionality or third-party bolt-on applications such as Vertex. Les, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. Uh, Thanks, Kristen. Great to be here. Awesome. So I know, and and I've said this to you a couple of times, our conversations over the past couple of years kind of helped to, to... create this idea of this podcast series, we wanted to be able to record some of these conversations because I know a lot of times on a day-to-day basis, especially over the past couple of years, you and I have been having a lot of the same conversations with clients. So so talk to us about that, if you will, bring us some of your experience, uh, especially from um, you know a big accounting firm. Uh, how, how do your conversations normally go with, with clients on a day-to-day uh, basis with regards to procurement and, and tax? Sure. So, uh, you know, I think oftentimes... Uh, tax is is a embedded process, obviously, within the procurement function. It ultimately resides in multiple different workflows or business processes, and specifically indirect tax, so transactional-based taxes like a VAT, sales and use tax in the U.S., or Canadian GST, HST, PST. Those create tax challenges and complexities uh, when it comes to procurement. So what we often see is, is that... Um, you know, we may have a conversation with a with a tax professional at a client organization, and they have a view of you know how how they address the tax exposures or the tax compliance and, and the profile for the company. But oftentimes, um, that is not something that is necessarily visible to a to you know a procurement function or an accounts payable function. And so, many of our conversations start out with, "Hey, you know, I have." I have to file a certain number of, of tax returns and I have to get the information and data necessary to do that. And ultimately, we'll, we kind of drive back upstream, uh, Kristen, into the process, the business process, and, and understand, okay, what's happening you know, upstream of tax that may impact the, uh, the level of accuracy when it comes to, to some of these indirect taxes. So that's kind of how the, the conversations usually start. And then one other way that, that we do see is whenever there's a transformation happening in procurement. So uh, if a you know a new e-procurement system is coming into place or um, some type of transformation on an ERP system around procurement, oftentimes that's that's a a good catalyst for a conversation about tax. So it kind of comes in one of those two those two forms generally. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That be, that makes a lot of sense. Are you finding in and um, I just question for you is this are these conversations coming from procurement professionals or more on the tax side? You know, um, I would I would suggest it's probably uh, generally um, on the tax side because you know tax is is ultimately responsible. They're signing off on on returns and right. and they need to be able to have accountability for you know for the data that they're putting onto those those filings. So I think most of the time it comes from tax, but um, but what we find is is that oftentimes the sooner you can have a conversation 
with procurement or some of the accounts payable function, many times they are also um, aware, I would say, that there's an implication, but maybe not aware of the details of, you know, how evasive it could be from a, you know, just from a processing perspective. And we'll, I know we'll talk probably a little bit more about that in some of, uh, in some of our later conversation. Yeah, no, and that, that makes that makes perfect sense. Um, it's almost like the, the procurement folks know enough to be dangerous. But, you know, I, I know I heard from a lot of our, we had a, a client, like roundtable type of discussion and lots of, you know, decent size, large, large companies and, and the heads of tax were, were part of the participants. And they said, you know, we were the last to know. They, they, they kind of just, hey, you know, we're, we're in, we came in, in late in the game, which I think is, is hard. I think, you know, the, the sooner you partner procurement, IT, and tax together, I think the more successful you're going to be in, in making this transform, transformation happen because it can really go right on track with, you know, your procurement transformation and it should include tax, like just include tax in your procurement transformation um, if you're looking at efficiencies and things like that. So talk to me about ERP is important. And we, we, we talk now um, a new term that you came up with recently that, that I hadn't heard before, feeder systems, they, they make, which makes a lot of sense. Um, how, how do I identify that there's you know, tax relevant information, not only in the systems, but also the processes? Like, is there a solution design? Can you, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, I think the I think the really important most of our finance and procurement transformation, you know, engagements that we that we work on with clients, many times it is it, it is all about the tools that are being put in place. And so various different systems that are leading edge systems in the marketplace. And what we're finding is, is that a lot of our clients are looking for how they meet, you know, operational metrics and exceed those metrics, either in procurement or in invoicing processes or in some of their data um, analysis and analytics that they do. And um, oftentimes what we see is, is that the systems, you know, are kind of the, the starting point, right? So it's, it's, it's the fact that, hey, I'm, I'm automating my supplier enablement or, or my contract management. And, uh, and ultimately, you know, that can lead to other um, areas of, of process improvement. Um, such as buying procurement function, purchase order, purchase rec, and then all the way into the you know the the deep area of accounts payable processing and invoicing processing, and so depending on all those kind of facets of what a transformation looks like, oftentimes that's kind of where where we first identify that hey there's indirect tax and, and tax considerations uh, for this type of uh, for this type of project. So I guess. The best way to say it is, is that it is very, you know, kind of circumstantial, but we do see a lot of themes, right? And ERP is oftentimes the financial book of record, but the feeder systems, the source systems and the source data that is coming from other systems that get to ERP is also something that can be very influential when it comes to to tax compliance. Because if that data set is, you know, not what tax needs, and it ultimately gets into the, you know, the financial uh, reporting of the company, it makes it a lot harder for tax to do kind of do the things that they need to do on a daily basis when it comes to reporting and filing their fiduciary duty. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. I mean, it's also, it's, I think, I think what we're seeing is that, you know, more technology is being created, right? You know, um, with the Arebas and the Coopas and everything else, but it's and it, it's good in a way because you know you're getting procurement professionals have their own almost mini ERPs to help manage their whole p- 
process as all their processes, but that then from a tax perspective may actually complicate things because you you know it's another system you've got to go to. Are you getting all the right information that you need to for you know the, the, the basics of, of what you need to do for reporting and filing and things like that and making sure you're compliant? Um, or how much harder is it going to be if when you get audited? Even so, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think um, and you know, it's something that that our clients really. I know they're aware of, I think, you know, talking about this on a broader sense, I think should be, should be really helpful and hopefully is resonating with our audience. So at the end of the day, why should procurement care? Why is, is tax, and we've talked about this in a couple of um, our other episodes, why should tax be considered up front? Why is indirect tax in procurement so critical? Yeah, so I think for a couple of reasons. One is that tax is an area that that generally the broader, I'll call it the broader operational organization, doesn't you know doesn't necessarily uh, have the detailed you know certainly global knowledge of of various tax regulations. And as you know, and so I think the fact that you have the technology in place for Texo series and and exemption management uh, processes and things of that nature that can be additive to the procurement process is really um, is really advantageous at this point in our you know in kind of our evolution of of systems um, and the reason I say that is because tax can be a, uh, a process that can be very automated and it can lead to you know less manual I call it people time uh, reviewing during the during the transaction processing in a, in a given system it can it can lead to less time and effort there for manual reviews and I think that that should be important to procurement. A lot of times I hear some of the buzzwords that are out there are kind of touchless processing or seamless processing, right? <laughs> and so that includes, right? That includes not just um, getting a purchase rec through the system in a very efficient manner. That also includes making sure that the taxes that may be due or may may necessarily be applicable to that transaction are also um, you know are also looked at in an automated fashion. Because the last thing you want to do is have your procurement buyers and approvers either thinking that they have to look at a tax table of some sort or also trying to make business decisions and not having the full full landed cost of the purchase in consideration because you know tax can be globally can be as much as 20% of a, of a transaction and if you've got large you know large spend then obviously that's a that's a big dollar amount it is a big dollar amount. It is. And I think um, now you, you really hit upon a couple of key points that we keep we keep hearing throughout our, you know, our, our episodes, like let tax own tax. And like, do you really want your AP people a focusing on, on tax or be having the ability to make decisions? And you don't, you know, it's the same thing. Same argument from, oh gosh, forever ago, I'll totally age myself here, but you know, 20, 25 years ago, where the, the push to even use a third party tax engine like a Vertex, you know, the, the whole reason was to, to give tax the control and, and the power to make the decisions and to automate that so that, you know, you didn't have your sales reps making tax decisions for you because you don't want that. <laughs> That's a scary thing. Sure. And it's the same thing for the accounts payable process. What, you know, you don't want is, is, is if you can automate as much as possible, then then do it. You're going to get some, you're going to get some benefit out of there. I don't think you can though. I, I think touchless AP is, I, I've heard, and I, I hear that here and there. I don't know that that's, that's possible. 
And I think a lot of our subject matter experts that we're bringing into this series have, have said that too. They're like, no, I, I don't think so. I think we can though. I would love to see it in the future. The ERPs or the best of breed procurement vendors and tax and the Deloitte's of the world really come together. And that would be my vision to say like, hey, I think we can actually through through added functionality potentially you know, automate this more. But I think that's that's something that it's the vision right now that we all have to have to work for and work towards. So are there, you know, coming from your experience, you know, as a major accounting and consulting firm, are, are there certain best practices that you would advise firms to follow during these processes, during these transformations? Yeah, that, that certainly there is. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of times we talk about accelerators and how you can uh, address tax in the most efficient way. And I think you may have systems and processes in place today and you need to, first and foremost, I would say you need to understand current state. And, you know, current state at least gives you an idea of this is how the uh, the organization functions when it comes to tax obligations. I think that's important. And many times what we call, you know, what we say is as well, then you can take, you know, information that you've learned from from that exercise and that informs you to your new kind of your transformation process. So oftentimes we hear the words requirements. Well, requirements means a lot of different things to lots of different, you know, individuals. And I think what you want to do is make sure that you don't replicate a bad business process. You want to make sure that you're looking at data uh, intensively because this is very transactional based, right? So every spend item on goods and services for the company ultimately can attract some some level of transaction-based tax. And it's important to understand those uh, nuances because the data set and how the process you know needs to, to function going forward is kind of the critical angles to take a look at. So I think I think that's part of the, you know, that's part of certainly what I would I would do as a client is making sure that I understand current process, I understand data and where that data is important for tax. And then take that to the next level and obviously uh, design the future state such that it's, you know, it's taken in those considerations. Yeah, I think that's 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 key and critical. I'm seeing a lot of people potentially jump over that step, too. And it really I think that leads them down a rabbit hole. Um, I think a, a lot of times what we're seeing, too, when we talk to clients is, you know, they expect to have certain functionality just to be included in these newer procurement systems, uh, especially from a tax standpoint, because they're so used to having it within an ERP. So they skip that step of really taking a look, hey, what do we have now? What do we need? What's the bare bones or what's the ideal state? Then, you know, and they're jumping right into implementation and gathering and they've got timelines and strict timelines and things like that. Then they're, they're setting themselves up to fail and it's it's been scary. So I think that's it's a huge point that you bring up. Um, and especially as we're seeing, you know, I'm seeing this this all really evolve from the Arebas. I mean, a couple of years ago, Ariba didn't even have a tax API, never mind a partner ecosystem. And, you know, the SAPs and the Oracles have had that forever. So, I mean, it, you know, it, those are things that, you know, considerations. And if you skip that key and critical step um, and don't take the time, you're, you're, you're not setting yourself up for, for success, unfortunately. Right. I, I almost equate it to um, building a, uh, a structure. If you, if you don't get the blueprint, 
you know, and spend a little time in that blueprint area to make sure that you understand not just as importantly, how many bedrooms and bathrooms to have in the structure, but certainly, um, you know, how they're laid out and where they, uh, you know, where you have walkways and things of that nature that connect them. I think that is, is a very relevant analogy because when you're looking at a, a system transformation and a process transformation on the order of magnitude that, that affects, you know, can affect a lot of the different business users operationally in the company, both buyers, sellers, and, you know, obviously in, in our case, tax, um, I think it's really important to kind of spend some time in that, that foundational that foundational process. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's, that's why we're so lucky to, to partnered with Deloitte and, and your team specifically, because that's where you guys come in um, for sure in helping to, to guide. And you really shouldn't be doing one of these implementations without you know the help of, of experts like yourself. That'll do it for today's show. But Les, I really thank you for taking the time. I, I appreciate it. Um, thanks for joining me. I hope you'll, you'll join us in, in a future episode as well. Sounds great. I appreciate it. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, And thanks to our listeners. Make sure you tune in for our next episode when we will be discussing key indirect tax points during the procurement buyer invoice process. Subscribe to Tax Today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. To learn more about optimizing tax and procurement, visit vertexinc.com. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-I-N-C dot com and connect with us on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook. Facebook.